Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Data centers are really the backbone when we look at the cloud and, and what's being hosted in all of our lives as we uh, interact with the virtual world. Joining us now, Darren Webb, the co-founder and CEO of Evolution Data Centers. And we are going to talk to Darren about this conundrum that we have with the environment and data centers. We need the data centers, but they are power hogs. Darren, welcome to the show. Give us a sense of what the scale of the issue is when we talk about data centers and their and their energy use. Yeah, well, look, I think actually, morning guys, by the way, but I think Neil's just actually summed it up in the last five minutes. You know, the, I, don't, I don't think necessarily his daughter will realize that, that all of that data is going through a data center, uh, you know, for, for, for the kids today. And that's not a criticism. It's just a reflection of the, of the world they've grown up on. They, they, they spend hours a day on a device, right? And whether that's a mobile device or a tablet or, you know, so in, to give you an example, in the Philippines, there's something like 11 hours a day of Internet usage four hours of that will be social media. I mean, you know, I didn't grow up in a social media world, right? So I'm probably nearer to, to our, our collective ages. Mm. Um, so it's, we just don't, I don't think we necessarily get our heads around the reality that everything is going through it, every piece of data, every time you look at Netflix. And, and, you know, of course, COVID really exaggerated it, right? So, you know, I, I'm sure I was similar to most people. I went from working in an office where I had a, a PC in front of me or a, and my phone by the side of me. And then I went home and I had a laptop running, looking at Netflix. I had some e-commerce going on, e-banking, all of this. You know, we're on three, four, five devices. Um, I'm a little bit like Neil. I can't concentrate on one thing anymore. I need to see our, our brains have evolved to seeing multi-sensory. Multi-screens, right? Yeah. 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 And- I, can't, I can't even watch a film anymore without being on my phone. It actually drives me a little bit mad. Why, yep. why can't I just turn off for two hours? <laughs> and that's, that's the way we've, you know, the, the, the population's evolved. So... You know, the, you're right as well, Glenn. Data centers are, are, are a necessary part of the digital infrastructure. Mm. They they form the backbone that you can't you can't do without them. So, so this kind of this misnomer that you know, well, data centers are bad. Well, if you turn off a data center, go and throw all of your devices in the bin because they're not going to work you know, or they're not going to have any use to you. So, mm. it's it's you know, they're a necessity. And I think the challenge is, one, acknowledging that as an industry, acknowledging that they're a necessity. And then, two, how can we make them as sympathetic to the environment in which they sit in? Hmm. How can we make them operate as green as possible? But the misnomer that there is a green data center is frankly ridiculous. The greenest data center in the world is the one that hasn't been built yet. Hmm. As soon as you decide to build it, of course, you're, you know, you, there's a carbon footprint being created. So, you know, evolution came from the point of saying there's some great stuff going on in the, U, in the U.S. There's some great stuff going on in Europe about reusing heat or, or looking at liquid technologies rather than traditional air cooling. Asia's, Asia's falling behind, but the, the, the strange part about that is Asia's going to be the biggest data center market overtaking North America very soon. So we've got the biggest market yet we're furthest behind in terms of our, our uh, understanding and, and our adaption to technology and our use of renewable energies in this part of the world, yet we've got access to some of those things. So it's a, it's a strange situation at the moment. Yeah, Darren, uh, it's a fascinating subject and one close to my heart because coincidentally I recently wrote a, a TV show, a kid's show, 
about uh, data usage. That was a part of it and how kids don't realise. They know about carbon footprints. They even know about meat production and, and uh, you mm. know, car journeys and how much carbon emissions there are. But some of the stats, and I wish I had them with me now. Maybe you have one or two. I mean, I read a, just one of the stats about the song Havana, which is a massive YouTube hit. If you calculated all the energy used for every single one, every single time that show uh, that clip had been watched on YouTube, it had over a billion views or something. The energy used was phenomenal. The electricity mm. used. Um, so I don't know, Darren, if you if you do have any figures that could just put it into context for our viewers and listeners. How much energy or we're talking about here when we use our phones, when we use our data? Because it, we know about, as I say, we know about meat production, we know about yeah. aviation, we know about transport. But tell us, put it into context, how much data and energy we're talking about here? Well, you know, the, the, the stats change per, per country, and, and, and but roughly it'd be around 10% of our of our actual usage in Singapore, as, as an example, maybe up to 12%, different stats, but up 10, 12% of the country's electricity will be used by data centers. Wow. So, you know, you've got, you've got a, you know, a relatively small handful of buildings, maybe 60, 70 buildings that are taking 10, 12% of the power in, in Singapore. So that gives you a, you know, if you think about the thousands of thousands of buildings we have, mm. all the properties we have, these 60, 70 buildings are taking 10, 12%. Now, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm not saying they're, they're evil. They're not evil because the reality is, as you said, this show is going through a data center. Mm. You know, it's, we, we can't get a, there's no choice anymore. There's not, can we have these, can't we have these? The reality is, we need to have them for the way we want to live our lives. And so, again, it's just about what can we do as an industry to constantly evolve to say, what can we do better? I don't really like the, the, the zero carbon statement, and, and, and I, I think that's used different, for different reasons. But, you know, net zero makes some sense to me. But zero carbon, I, I can't get my head quite around that. You've got a building. You've got a supply chain that produced the building. You've got trucks coming to deliver the materials you know it's very hard to kind of go how was that how is that zero free you know net zero yes you can go okay what can i do to make up for some of my carbon footprint how can i address it but you know for instance one of the things that uh, we're particularly passionate about is is carbon credits you you would have heard a lot about these right they've been around for quite some time actually carbon credits and again we're not saying they're bad we're just saying they need to evolve and you probably tell why i named the business evolution because we quite like to use that, that phrase but it just needs to evolve you know the the buying credits in the us for instance and then operating in indonesia or philippines or even singapore and saying i'm applying a carbon credit from on I don't know, Texas, it, it just seems morally strange to mm. do that, to say I bought something cheap in the US, I'm still emitting in Asia, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pretending to myself that's okay. I think, you know, we have to each individually as consumers and as businesses start looking at our own, what are, what are we doing? And, and if, you're, if, you're, if you've got a, a sense of reality, okay, I know I've got a carbon footprint, what can I do to improve it? Can I, can I, I think you said something earlier about, for me, there's some parallels with the COVID situation. We've had some countries say, well, we want zero, right? And we've seen that particularly in Australia and New Zealand. And Singapore was, was there for a long time, right? That, that we clear about it. Now, as you said, it's endemic. We accept it is what it is. And what are the processes, what are the steps we can take as individuals and collectively as a society to try and improve that situation? So whether it's social distancing, washing our hands more, these are all individual choices. And I think it's actually not dissimilar in data centers. So 
as an individual, you have to start asking yourself, should I download HD Netflix? Or can I just watch normal Netflix? Is it, is it that material to me? Because it will use a lot more power to do HD Netflix. That's not a criticism of Netflix, right? And, and you know, so you, you, there's individual choice. And I think consumers will start making informed decisions as, they, as the knowledge and education gets better to say, is this a business that I want to associate myself with? Do, the, do, they, do we share the same vision and purpose and, and I think you know Asia. Asia's lagging behind there, but but I think it will it will catch up over the next five ten. Darren, years. let me just jump in there uh, real quick. Darren Webb, co-founder of CEO of Evolution Data Centers. The uh, I, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense, and and it, it has. Um, been applied across many uh, fields. You know, don't use single-use plastic and turn off your aircon and use your fan more, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the bottom line is data centers are massive and very lucrative business. And I don't think the awareness is there that there is with those other things that you mentioned yet. Yeah. You know, if you ask most people on the, sh- on the ground, mm. do you know about plastics? They'll say yes. Do you know about mm. carbon footprints with aviation? They'll say yes. But I don't think many people would, would acknowledge the data center element. And, and, but also at the same time, okay, so, so what do you do? Decide not to download a movie on, on Disney Plus or HBO? Does that really make a difference? I mean, in the big scheme of things? Now, maybe across 100 million people or a billion people it does. But how do, how do we as consumers understand what we can do. The carbon credit things, as you mentioned, great idea, but really, I mean, that's just kind of, in some ways, kicking a can down the road a little bit. And in a week where we have seen massive climate disruption in North America with the flooding and, and the fires, like, we've got a climate problem that has to be tackled right now. Data centers is, tangentially, like many industries, adding to it. What do we do? How do we get our heads around this? And you mentioned you don't like this idea of sustainability, uh, you know, zero carbon, I should say, um, data centers. What do we actually do to in a world where we rely on this particular technology to help us all every minute of every day? Yeah, and I think there's 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 a challenge in our, in our industry. Let, let's be clear, because we, we're there to make money. Let, let's be in no doubt about it. Most of the platform today are are in, backed by by big investment funds, and 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 they do that for a reason, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's put that to mm-hmm. clearly on the table. These aren't there's no data centers in the world that are a charity, right? <laughs> They're all there to make money, and 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 most of them are making lots of money. So again, a dilemma, right? Because at the same time, you understand they have they're creating a carbon footprint, but we're also not there to to police the usage of sure. consumers, right? I we're get not that. There to say, yeah. guys, you you can't use Netflix. Our job is to facilitate that demand. So, absolute dilemma in terms of where the industry stands. So, I think we have to be retrospective and say, what can we do as an industry to make ourselves more efficient? What can we do to be more considerate of the environment in which we operate in? So, you know, I'll give you some great examples, not not from evolution, from from other parts of the world. You know, in in Europe, Green Mountain just reused their excess heat to power a lobster plant. Plants, not the right word, lobster facility next door. That's fantastic, right? That's that circular economy to say. Previously, we would have just kicked that heat out into the into the into the atmosphere. Now it can be reused. Is it perfect? No, but it's better than what we what we've had before so and some good examples in us as well of you know google with vervo with geothermal power trying to say actually that's a really good sustainable base load power you know there's great stuff going on in other parts of the world so as an industry let's be let's be realistic about what we're there 
to do and what we're not there to do. And again, we're not there to police the data usage. But right? some of that stuff is just greenwashing, Darren. You know, yeah, uh, you know, really, it doesn't really yeah. cost anybody anything to recycle the heat, right? I mean, but they, but it sure looks good and sounds good on their PR materials. There, I mean, look, there is, you know, there is a great deal of greenwashing in our industry. I, you know, there's there's existing platforms, very well uh, respected platforms today. You could go on their website. Uh, and they could talk about they've got 100% renewable power. Mm. They haven't, right? I mean, right. let's be clear. They bought some credits in, in the U.S. and they're operating in Asia. That That's that's just not, for me, that's not transparent. And, and, and it, that's not. A, I'm not going to name them, obviously, but for me, consumers and their customers, which are generally the big cloud companies, will start to question that and say that's not good enough because we've made our own 2030, 2040, 2025, whatever it may be. They've mm. made their commitments and they're expecting us to step up as the, as the data center providers. Uh, and, and so actually you've got government regulation at one end, right? And governments are clearly – but the challenge with governments is in a democracy, they change, right? So we saw in the U.S. power accord in, out, back in. You've got consumers who are getting more and more educated, but to, to Neil's point, you know, data centers, they, they don't understand necessarily that bit, and, and why would they? Frankly, these are kind of buildings in the middle of nowhere that they, mm. they wouldn't have visibility of. But then you have the cloud companies, and these are the really powerful stakeholders. These are the guys that are going to drive change because they've made very public commitments there. They're B2C uh, businesses as well. They don't want to meet, they don't want to miss their deadlines of 2025, 2030. So they will put huge pressure on co-location providers like us to say you have to be more sustainable. And you have, and it can't just be greenwashing. We want to see what you're doing from a technology point of view, what you're mm. doing from an environmental point of view. What are you doing with the with the direct environment around you? So your neighbouring, your neighbouring communities, and, and that's good. You know, that's where we want to see it because, again, going going green is not is no longer a choice. I think yeah. you know you've got to do it, and and so. Asia's got to catch up, and that's why you know that's where we see evolution playing a part. But but we are when we are going to learn from others as well, you know. So that te- as the technology comes, we're employed. As the technology gets better, we need to employ it. But you know, there's definitely a challenge of greenwashing, and you can't you can't solve a problem unless you admit you have a problem there. Sure, which is great, and that's what you've done so well, uh, Darren. You've recognised the problem, you've addressed it very well, given great examples. So I come to you with my company, or I come to you, and I say, Evolution, I want you to reduce my energy. I want you to reduce my carbon footprint. What are Evolution's plans? What are you planning to do in this neck of the woods? Yeah, so, I mean, look, like I said, from a technology point of view, there's definitely technologies out there. So if you look at uh, one of the biggest, one of our biggest issues as an industry is diesel generators, right? We Now, they're not used very often, right? They're a backup to, to the grid power, but but they are, when they are on, obviously they're kicking out emissions. Uh, and that's that's the kind of the, one of the worst emissions. So, you know, Microsoft have done some amazing stuff to look at hydrogen as a backup. So, and and in, in the UK, there was another example where they used vegetable oil, reused vegetable oil rather than diesel. So that there's there's an immediate something that you can put in place over the next couple of years to get rid of diesel gensets. And then in, from the grid point of view, you know, our, our own personal commitment is we're going to purchase on a direct PPA basis renewable power in the countries we operate in. Mm. That, for us, why we think that's essential. Now, by the way, that still transmits through the grid. Mm. So if you say that's green, I say it's not green, it's greener, absolutely. It's better than what the what the, the current way of thinking is, which is just a source from the grid, which is coal-based. And actually, just as an aside, 
know, I was listening to Steve earlier, uh, and actually I, I thought some of the stuff he said was fantastic, but actually there's more investment going into coal in some of these countries, in Vietnam, in China, in India. There's more coal being, being coal plants being generated. You go, this is crazy because the renewables is actually available in some of those places, Indonesia being a great example. So, you know, technology plays a part, but I also think being brave, Neil, plays a part. You know, being, being prepared to say, what we're doing is not great. There is an alternative. Let's use it. If there's a price differential, then let's at least make the customer make that choice, right? Because then it'll be interesting. Did they pick the greener way or did they pick the traditional way? Mm. Um, and, I, and I think as, as particularly for those big cloud companies, I'm not suggesting they want to accept a price differential, but but there'll be different pressures coming on to those organizations as they get close to their own deadlines. Yeah, exactly. Darren, we have to leave it there, but uh, thanks so much for being so open and honest and forthright about this and taking a leadership position yeah. in trying to make some changes. As you rightly point out, it's very complex, uh, and uh, but we, we do appreciate your time. Hope you'll come back again as more developments occur in this field. Darren Webb, the co-founder and CEO of Evolution Data Centers. Thanks for being with us on Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.